The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Jay and Silent Bob are here. Jay and Silent Bob movie? There's a movie being made you two were the basis for. What? And these two guys from Jersey are on a mission. We gotta stop that stupid movie from getting made. Come on, Silent Bob. We're going to Hollywood. If they can manage to get there. What the? Watch the language, little boy. There's females present? No! Is Hollywood ready for Jay and Silent Bob? Hey! The real Jay and Silent Bob ah! are breaking into show business. I hate how fake Hollywood is. Hey, everybody, welcome here to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're talking about Goodwill Hunting 2, Hunting Season. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. You didn't tell me you were doing that, and I love Probably. it. Probably. I didn't tell anyone I was doing that. Probably my favorite Matt Damon movie ever. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like what I've seen. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So today we're continuing our journey through the View Askewer Reverse with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And if we do this right, George Lucas is going to be suing, suing us. So, all Good. right. So this is the fifth entry into the View Askewer Reverse. Um, Sequel to Clerks, Chasing Amy, Mall Rats, and Dogma. So, this is a movie that I had seen before, but you guys had not. Correct? Hold on. Hmm? You cut out. What'd you say? Yeah, I cut out. Okay. You said hold on. Yeah, what did you say? I I don't know. Who's on first? What (laughs) What, What was your question? Um, so you guys hadn't seen this, right? No, no. I saw it for the first time on Saturday. Ryan, when was the first time you saw this? Uh, about four to five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> because I can believe for, because for anybody who listens to the podcast, we may or may not have talked about when we actually record. Yeah. And usually it's on Thursdays. And with the holiday weekend, I forgot that we were recording today. And thankfully, Devin was like, hey, hey, are we still on for today? <laughs> to be fair, I was a... <laughs> I, I went to message that you had sent, uh, you sent that video of Peter Parker being like, you get my, your rent when the damn door is fixed. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You, you yeah. sent that, like, I didn't see Devin's message because of that. And I yeah. was about to go ask, Hey, are we still doing this tonight? Cause I said to my wife this morning, I was like, I think we're doing a podcast tonight, but I'm not sure. Because I, know. I know that we talked about it yeah. prior to me leaving. And I partially rem- I, I'd completely forgotten that we changed it to Tuesday. But then as soon as I saw Devin's message about, hey, are we still on for tonight? I was like, oh, crap, that's right. We did say we're going to do this on Tuesday. (laughs) Hey, that's what I'm good for, reminding people of things. So just to refresh anyone who hasn't watched or hasn't listened to any of our videos before this, um, Ryan, I think it's fair to say, has mixed feelings on the View Askew Reverse movies. To a point, yeah. yeah. You weren't a big fan of Clerks. You liked Mall Rats. Yeah, I loved Mall Rats. Yeah. Uh, you like Chasing Amy? Kinda. Kinda. You're iffy on Chasing Amy. Yeah. And Dogma, you liked? Yeah, Dogma, okay. I liked. Devin, yeah. I think it's safe to say that you're pretty much a fan of all of this. I'm, I'm pretty much on board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you started reading Kevin Smith's autobiography, which we'll get into later because I started oh, we as should. well. Um, <gasps> yeah. Um. So. That being said, what did you guys think of Jane Silent Bob's strike back? Ryan had a cool reaction. Ryan. Yeah. I think that was to the baseball on his phone. It, it, 
it was about the baseball on my phone. <laughs> and oh, the team that in I my follow. Head, I was... Yeah. And the, and the team that I follow won. And I can't say anymore because we don't have rights by Major League Baseball to discuss anything that happens in Major League Baseball. I'm happy they won. <laughs> I have no idea what to say to that. Yeah. You just saw my reaction. Sorry about that. Who, who was on first? <laughs> that avian based team. I'm happy they won. <laughs> who was on first? <laughs> that's what i asked it's who yeah what what's their name i'm just gonna make this easy there is a player <laughs> oh named who, who's on first that, that, that there is a player named what who is on second and like go further okay i'm gonna hold well on. it's fitting that we're going to abbott and costello bit during the jay and silent bob podcast <laughs> i'm um, happy it got as far as it did honestly yeah you did you enjoy it or not because oh, still, I love we, this we never got your answer no 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 okay so just like you said before it, it it's been really like one after the other with these movies because clerks i mean i'm happy that i saw it but i'd probably never watch it again um i loved mall rats chasing amy it's like ew, there were some really good moments of the film but overall like ew. um dogma i loved mm -hmm. and this is probably i like this movie the most out of all of them okay just for like pure comedy's sake it was great like, All right. th this is what I was expecting clerks to be. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Devin, what did you think? I watched it on Saturday when I was very sick. I'm very convinced this movie literally cured me. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> yeah. I watching it just literally made me better. It was my favorite movie that I've seen of the view skewerverse hands down. It's probably my favorite movie we've done in 2019 so far. Oh, really? And I'm mad. I haven't, yeah, and I'm mad I haven't seen it before. This movie's fantastic. Yeah, this is definitely the most mainstream of the VOSQ reverse that we've done so far. This is like, for what it is, it's like the biggest budget, biggest cast that he has. Oh my um, gosh. Like, you have Will Ferrell before he was Will Ferrell. Like, like he's still on SNL doing, like, um, Robert Goulet. Yeah. Like, he's not yeah. Will Ferrell yet, but he's in this. Um, yeah, it's... It's a uh, it's a road trip movie. Like it's just like an Abbott and Costello or like travel movie. Like it's just them going from New Jersey yeah. to California, and it's just pure comedy. Like there's no hijinks. Yeah, it's pure hijinks. Like there's a monkey involved. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah. there is. They get yeah. sidetracked halfway through. Well, and, you guys, yeah. you guys do remember the monkey from the end of Mallrats, right? Yeah. I do remember the monkey, and I was so confused about monkey. Yeah, and this is that story. So they cut to the middle of this story, Dana Mallrats? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did they just forget Dogma was going to happen? I, I think it was just like, we're going to we're gonna address this down the line. I don't think he knew how. Got it. Like, it, I think he knew Got he was going to keep Jay and Silent Bob and everything and mm -hmm. then address it at some point. So, yeah. That's awesome. I couldn't tell you guys about that when we did Mallrats. He's like, what's with the monkey? And I was like, you'll yeah. see. You'll see. <laughs> you'll get there. Well, I'm glad I know now. So, so how far did you get in his book, Alan? Okay. I got, <laughs> okay. So I got to hear him praise Harvey Weinstein and then mm. say, yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then I got to hear him say, fuck you, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So, it came full circle. Thank yeah. God. Did you get to the part where he talks about this movie? Uh, I got to the part where he talked about like, yes. Cause I, I, yes. Like when Jay had his issues and stuff. 
Yeah, and apparently that like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were like the two pushing for a Jay and Silent Bob only movie first. Yeah, like Matt, they were the ones that wanted this. Evidently, Matt Damon was the one who was saying like you should give these two their own movie, like on the set yeah. of Dogma or something. And that's kind of what got it to like put the idea in and says like yeah, we should do like a road movie like Abbott and Costello. And if I say Abbott and Costello one more time, Ryan, hit me for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, do it. Use them more. I've got my retro 1920s baseball bat, so it'll really be fitting. (laughs) (laughs) I also love that Neil Patrick Harris gave him crap for these characters. Did you get to that part? I did get to that part. What? That made me sad. So evidently when he was promoting Harold and Kumar 2, not the first one, the second one, he said it's nice that they got real actors to play these parts and not like Jason Mewes. Like some guy who's actually just a stoner and is the friend of the director and like just yeah, he basically called Jason Mewes a non-actor and just pointed a camera at a stoner and let him be a stoner, which like of course he was acting. And then I guess Kevin Smith called him out on it on Twitter, and then Neil Patrick Harris did apologize. So I guess they're cool. But Kevin Smith shade is rare, but when it happens, yeah. damn. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, wait um, to get to the too fat to fly part. It's wonderful. I can't wait. Like that's the one thing that I don't really know from listening to all his, all of his podcasts. I didn't yeah. know the MPH thing. Everything else, I'm like, okay, I kind of I've kind of heard this story before. Yeah, um, I was uh, I was listening to that part of it when I was walking my dog, and then decided to go for a run afterwards because it made me want to go for a run. Okay, but yeah, so I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I don't know how we want to start with this. Um the one thing that's fresh that's like in my head from watching this movie four hours ago because it's still kind of a mm-hmm. blur the <laughs> one time that i actually like i mean Devin mentioned this before about a film like you go through watching it and you're watching it by yourself and you're like oh that's funny you know like mm-hmm. and you know it's funny and maybe if you were watching it with a group of people you might like laugh out loud because other people are laughing but mm-hmm. the one moment that actually made me laugh out loud in this film by myself is when they're running through the Miramax studio and they turn the corner and walk and uh and they both run right into the painting of the studio around the corner oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that that moment was pure classic like slapstick comedy and it I really love that. is and it was it just was. you weren't expecting it and bam they ran right into it and i just thought it was the funniest thing so this movie turns into a cartoon <laughs> yeah and i'm yeah, okay it does it gives us a like we talked about jay and silent bob being cartoons in mall rats with their their scenes in that this one they just go full cartoon in the third act and it's fantastic i actually did want to talk about that a little bit do you mind yeah their their cartooniness in mall rats bothered me sometimes their cartooniness in this one i loved so much why do you think that was different okay. why did i like that so much okay because i think mall rats like part of that story like all the ts stuff is kind of grounded in reality and then you have yeah. like silent bob pulling batman gadgets out of his trench coat like i feel like yeah. i feel like that movie it, it's more real world than it is cartoony and this one they could just kind of lean into the abstractness of it all so that, yeah. this one doesn't really have a really grounded story. Okay. Cause he, I get it. even the love story between Jay and his girlfriend, <clears throat> justice. Um, yeah. Um, Shannon Elizabeth, like even yeah. that stuff, is not really that grounded because she works for a, an eco terrorism group? <laughs> that's actually like 
jewel thieves and stuff. Like it's right. so bizarre. Like, um, but yeah, so I think I, I'm guessing that would be why, like it just doesn't, that fit. makes a lot of sense. The fact that I don't know, with having their characters the way that they are. Yeah. And even in Mallrats, to me, the reason why I liked it so much is the fact that it was such a independent film that having something that goofy in it, to me, just made it a little bit better. And that's why I didn't have any problem with the, like, cartooniness that they had. Yeah. Um, but with this movie, it was just right off the bat. Like, this was just a Jay and Silent Bob being Jay and Silent Bob, especially with how they opened up this film with, like, showing their their mothers and giving just like a really quick glimpse of like how they were raised and it explains everything yeah yeah and it just that set the tone for me to just okay go with it well that's a good that's a good starting point so let's like let's go through the first 15 minutes of this movie because it's pretty much a recap and revisit of everyone we've met so far so you have them you have them outside of the quick stop uh and the the video store like they were in clerks. Yeah. You have, yeah. Rand, you have Randall and you have, um, Dante there. You get to see, yeah. that, you get to see them again for the first time, I think since clerks. I think you're right. And I hated seeing them in color. I'm going to be wholly honest. It was so weird. I didn't like it. Oh, you're going to love the next movie then. Uh, really? Yeah. Wait, it, is Dante actually in the next movie? The next movie is clerks too. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. And but, but the thing is, I'll, I like that though. Yeah. I love the fact that they cut to it and it was actually in color. Um, and I loved how they used it though. Like you could tell that they, you could tell that Kevin Smith was like, okay, we have to reshoot this the way that it was back in clerks, but it's going to be in color. So let's play with this as much as we can. And being that Kevin Smith is a big hockey fan, the fact that they had Randall in a, in a, uh, CCP, a CCCP hockey Jersey, I loved it. And I love the fact that it was in color for that. I know that that's a really odd thing to point out, but I really love that fact. Who is CCCP? It's the Russian national team from the 80s. Oh, interesting. That was back when they were like the like gold medal winners every single year. So I know in Clerks, you weren't a big fan of Randall. What did you think of the little bit that he was in this? This was fine. Okay. He was like, there was still that a little bit of like, annoyance personality but it was toned down because he was i don't know how much older he was supposed to be in this or or if it was supposed to be that same day oh no it's not the same day because the thing was still locked and it had the thing up that said worse that's it i think i think it's implied that that just is always busted from now then on it's never been fixed yeah Yeah. so older randall i liked better yeah i feel like it was more subdued Okay. than it was before oh, but it, it but it, it still had that like his personality was there except like i said it was a bit more mature than it was yeah. before okay all right devin what'd you think of the did you say what you thought yeah i mean i i, I liked seeing it it was weird seeing it in color if we're taking all of the opening cameos as a whole though i want ben affleck to explain the internet to me every day <laughs> that was amazing okay well, he was it? perfect we'll, we'll get to that so they go they get kicked out from the quick quick stop parking lot for for loitering yep. and selling drugs about time uh right, right so then they go to brody's secret stash which was filmed at jay and silent bob's secret stash in red bank new jersey that's so cool. Um, they actually have the the Brody's secret stash sign inside the store when you go there now. 
Aww. Like we, we've been watching comic book men and every once in a while I see it in the background. It's like, Oh, Hey, like it's buddy Christ and the Brody. And so, oh, that's so cool. So yeah, like they find out about their comic book movie being made from him. Now you guys have seen the reboot trailer, right? Yes. Okay. Have you? I don't think so. Okay. So th- this, the scene with Jason Lee in this one is pretty much verbatim in the reboot trailer where he's like, please don't tell me that you guys didn't know that they're making a movie about the comic book that you're, that's based on you. And then like, in the reboot trailer, it's like, please tell me you don't know that they're making a reboot of the superhero movie that was based on the comic that you guys were in. Like, it's the oh, exact same that. line, but it's like the reboot of, <laughs> um, ah, cool. What, what I found weird about the, the opening cameos and it more so in the, uh, the clerks one was the, the guy who said, are you even supposed to be here today? Like it, that, that just, that line felt weird to me. I, I mean, they needed to set up Dante's I'm not even supposed to be here today. Cause that's all he was in this is he was just that cameo. Yeah. And then like, I, I like that one was weird to me, but I liked Brody doing the uh, chocolate pretzel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot <laughs> about the chocolate pretzel. That was so good. I didn't forget. <laughs> so like, it's just Jason Lee dropping exposition. Like this is what's going on in the movie. And then yep. oh, okay. it's like, it's pretty heavy in the exposition. And then we go to Ben Affleck play playing Holden o- O'Neill. Which was oh perfect. my gosh. Um, one thing they do really well in that scene is just bring back the, the theme to chasing Amy. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. The, when they, when oh, they show, show like his barn that he's living in, I guess. Like it's just yeah. the, the musical theme from chasing Amy. Oh, that's cool. So let, let's talk about Ben Affleck explaining the internet <laughs> in 2001. They had, oh. he had, he had it nailed yeah. because it's still that exact thing. It oh, really yeah. is. Like, I kind of want to put, I pulled that and just in case I wanted to use that as the opening for this. Cause we're pretty much just those guys. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We are. Um, my favorite moment with him, though, is when he just looks at Silent Bob. And he's like, this guy just wants to be, get rid of you and like go and do his own thing. He's like, how how long am I going to be stuck with this loser just <laughs> doing the same thing every day? Yeah. And, and Silent Bob's like, no, like, <laughs> no, he, don't listen to him. Like, it's just fantastic. Um, from that point this, on. Uh, yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Was this the first of the first camera turn? Is this the first uh, of what you cut out? The, oh, sorry. Is this the first scene where they do the camera turn in it? Where like, they'll be talking about something and then they stop and just turn and like turn and look at the camera. <laughs> who would pay a movie to see him? <laughs> who, would, who would pay to go see that movie? And yeah. Then, yeah. And then they stopped because they did it three times and it made me laugh every time. I think that's the first time they did it in this. Like that's the first time. Uh, my yeah. favorite part, my favorite thing about the first one is just Kevin Smith, like waving, <laughs> like, like <he's, laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, what I was about to say was this is where the movie becomes completely self-aware of what it is. And yeah. I think from that point on, it's like, okay, you're either in or you're out. You're either yeah. on board for these characters and their hijinks that they're, that are about to ensue or you're not. Right. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that we're all on board. <laughs> like, 100%. Um, so th- let's just go through some of the cameos. So first off, we've got George Carlin. Oh, which I've seen that clip. Oh, you have? I've seen that clip and I've, and 
I have never known what movie that is from. And I never knew that it was a semi truck. I always thought it was a pickup truck that he got into before doing that, before okay. doing the like, you know, doing the swan dive yeah. into the guy's lap. Swan <laughs> dive. This is a good way to describe that. But like, so I've always known that he played a hitchhiker that eventually like f- performed fellatio on some guy. But I've never known what film Actually. it's from, and now I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I enjoy his cameo. Harry yep. Fisher's wanted for me, though. If we're going through cameos in order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was perfect. Holy cow. Like of the all people to play in the Bible and the rules of the road. Oh. Yeah. oh, man, that was perfect. And especially like right after Dogma, like just getting that nun in there. It, being played yeah. by Carrie Fisher, of all people. Exactly. And, oh, and she had a buddy Christ on the dashboard. Oh, did she? I missed that. Yeah, she did. Oh, I was so happy. Okay. Um, so I know a little bit of trivia about her cameo. They didn't pay her for this cameo. What? She didn't want. She didn't want to be paid for it. They. She asked them to buy her an antique chair from an auction. So that's what they did. (laughs) Hey, you know what? When you're in her position, making money the way that she did, because I can't imagine the amount of money from Star Wars that she was making, plus doing other stuff in Hollywood that she was doing with when it came to screenwriting. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like her screenwriting stuff is crazy. Like, Devin, yeah. you know about this? No, not she, at all. Carrie Fisher was a was one of Hollywood's best kept secrets as a ghostwriter. Like, she yeah. would go back yeah. and like touch up scripts and fix things. Like, she's a she was a like she didn't get credit for a lot of them. Um, wow, I had no idea. There was a couple of blockbusters. Yeah, with there's her, a lot like, of name. Here, on I'm gonna it. actually look it up quick. Being in her position, I mean, hell, I would do something like that that there have been athletes in multiple different sports who have like made weird requirements for like signing contracts of like having like hey can you buy me a green car or something like it's once you've had that much money and you're dealing with like stuff like that half about the about half the time money isn't part of what gets people to actually do things Right. Like, what does it even matter at this point? Like, I want the chair. I don't care about the money anymore. Exactly. Like, find me a Hot Wheels car of a Toyota of a Toyota 86 or something like it's it's whatever at this point. Right. Like, it's yeah, it's immaterial. I love there was something I was going to say about. George, this was George Carlin's last cameo, right? In the in the Kevin Smith movie. This is his last cameo. He has a big part in Jersey Girl. Oh, does he? Okay. Oh, yes. right. So I is, forgot about that. So in this universe, it's his last camp. Is cameo. Jersey Girl in this universe? No, it is not. I still want to watch it. Yeah, it was his first one after this that wasn't in the VSU universe. Got it. Anyway, I found what Carrie Fisher was a script doctor on. Uh, she worked yeah. on Hook, Sister Act, Lethal, Lethal Weapon 3, The River Wild. Um, what? Yeah, so she's had her hands in some really good films. Good yeah. for her. That's real cool. And that's just like touching the tip of the iceberg with how many stuff she's done. And it's all, she also may have uh, added a little bit to the prequel trilogy. So, like, that's a fun little tidbit that you don't re- really hear about that often. No. So, so speaking of ghostwriting stuff, is Goodwill Hunting? And I know we're fast forwarding to the end, but is Goodwill Hunting in this movie? Because of the Kevin Smith controversy around it. What was the Kevin Smith controversy around it? 
you'll get to it in the book. But um, part of it was a lot of people believed that Kevin Smith touched up their script, that it wasn't anything that they wrote on their own, that like Kevin Smith either wrote it for them or helped them with it. And I, I don't know if it was purposely added to the movie, like to like as a wink towards that, or I, I think if anything, it was added as a wink towards Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's career, and then blowing up with that movie. Got it. Because uh, Kevin Smith did get a producer credit on that for giving the script to whoever he gave it to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there was like this whole conspiracy of him like actually writing it or something. And I mean, he yeah. could have. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that side yeah. of the story. I'll get to that part of the book. Yeah, I'm ruining it for you. I'll ruin all the book for you. Okay. I I know when the book came out, so I know he doesn't have a heart attack. So you can't take that away from me. Um, so Carrie Fisher, and then we go to the girl gang. So yeah, we, we right. have uh, Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie, mm-hmm. Eliska Dusku, mm-hmm. uh, Ali Lauder, and Jen Schwabaugh. Which one's Jen Schwaba? The one that you didn't recognize from anything else. The redheaded one. That's that's Kevin Smith's wife. No way. Yeah. So basically you've got a handful of like the top Hollywood like teenage heart heart drops at that point. Yeah. For um, for 2001. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much that. Um, And wow. And then you got another. American Pie alum, Sean William Scott. Yeah, you do. Which I want to get to that once we get to that part of the film. <laughs> no, I I think we're there. There's not really much we can say about the girl gang, is there? I wasn't expecting that at all. Okay, like because the, the, I seriously thought that it was a straight eco terrorism thing, like that, like the like that's yeah. what I really thought it was. Even after they uh, did the second American Pie. Uh, one which was uh, what's his nickname? He he was supposed to be the guy who's supposed to break into yeah him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even after he came in, which afterwards I was like, that should have been the clue that the animal thing was a cover because he was an yeah. idiot. Like <laughs> his character was dumb. Um, I <laughs> uh, I was I was not expecting the jewel heist thing, like that being the secondary thing. It's it's a diehard. Oh, bait, it is. Bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So then we have the monkey. The monkey. The monkey was so good. Do they give the monkey a name? I can't remember. I think they give the monkey. They definitely give the monkey a name. Was the uh, the one female character running across the wall a nod to the Matrix? I, think, I thought so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. This then, movie is just full of pop culture references. Oh, I think it they, is. They do the Batman grappling gun thing again. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. There are little bits like that that they took from other movies, skew movies that are references to other things, but it really made me like happy and like feel good about having watched all of the other movies up until this point. Because then I was like, oh, that's that thing he did in Mallrats. Like, yep. and it just made me so much happier for having seen everything up until this point. Yeah. It, like, this is before the MCU, this is what you got. Like, this is. Yeah. This is the end game of view askew. <laughs> it, but for real though. So wait, hold on. Clerks two isn't more end gamey than this one. Clerks two doesn't have like cameos from everything. Got it. Like Jason Lee shows up. I mean, and he's not playing like any of the characters we see Jason Lee play. Oh, interesting. I don't think. Okay. I, I can't really say for sure because yeah. my realization this week was, I don't think I've seen all of clerks too. 
Oh no. I definitely haven't seen it unrated. I've only seen it on like TBS. So yeah. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. I've almost never seen it. Yeah. So, uh, good. We'll get to that. We've got a month. So, (laughs) so other cameos, anything else we want to touch on before we get to the LA stuff? Uh, the, uh, I loved, Oh, go ahead. No, the, the, the camera that we were going to talk about before, I was like, oh, yeah, but the Matrix reference in the heist. What was his name? Yeah. The other guy from American Pie? Oh, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott, yeah. uh, when he was in the room with uh, the guy from Dawson's Creek. Oh, no, that's Jason Biggs. We're, you're, the guy in the van is Stifler. Oh, we were, okay. we were talking about it. Oh, you were talking about him. Okay, yeah. never mind. So we, okay. got, we, got, yeah. we, got, we got baby Will Ferrell in here. Yeah, we did. Oh, it was so good. And there, Stewart. Oh, you uh, you cut out there. Oh no, we also had very baby John Stewart. Yeah, we did. Yes, uh, pre Daily Show, post yeah. Big Daddy. Weird. Wait, no, this would have been just around the time he was on the Daily Show. This would have been at the start of a two thousand one. I loved the nod to the Fugitive. <laughs> yeah. In this, I loved it. Yeah, yep. I feel like that's a, that's something a lot of things did. Because, it was such a famous scene. That's yeah. why. It was so yeah. good. I, I know like a bunch of cartoons did it. Like the Simpsons did it first and Oh yeah, they did. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> uh US Marshals did it. <laughs> <laughs> um you had Jud Judd Nelson as the sheriff from Breakfast Club. Oh yeah. Um all right. And then I think we get into the LA stuff for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I think I mean, yeah, it was slapstick and fun until there. So then you get Daedric Bader, uh, Oswald from the Drew Carey show, as I always remember him. Me too. Um, and then Batman from Brave and the Bold. He's Who's the that? He, Daedric, Daedric Bader is the voice of Batman on Brave and the Bold. Is he? Yeah, it really makes oh. me want to watch that show. Like I've yeah. only I've only heard good things about it. Like it's cartoony, like Adam West, but it's fun. Uh huh. Like it, it's good, evidently. So, I was um, just going to ask you what he's been doing because I realized how much I missed him watching him in this. He's been on a sitcom called American Housewife. I've yeah. heard of it. It's it it was on ABC. I don't know if it's still on. But when once we get into actors who do TV shows, I get lost. Who is this again? Um, you ever watched he, a Drew Carey show? What, he was the what person that he play in the movie. He was the security guard at the studio. Oh, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, no, he's. Yeah. He's great. I love his voice. His voice and the way yes. that he talks, like it fits. Like his accent to how he speaks is perfect, and he plays it extremely well. Like that's another part that I really liked about the the, the Miramax stuff. Like it, it was, yeah. he, he he sold his part and it was perfect. Every time I think of him, I just remember from the Drew Carey show when they did the live shows. At one point, he just stopped and turned the Drew Carey, and he's like. Why am I never allowed to be on Who's Line? Like that's the only <laughs> thing I ever remember. <laughs> he would have been perfect on Who's Line, isn't it? He would have been perfect. Oh, I did. I tell you guys about the uh, podcast I listened to with Drew Carey doing an interview talking about the origins of Who's Line. No. Okay. So when they Drew Carey got into improv when they were filming the Drew Carey show, Ryan Stiles took them out to the improv and they they were able to set up a show where it was just the Drew Carey cast doing improv yeah. for like a half an hour. Oh my God. And like they all fell in love with it. Cause Drew Carey and, um, 
Oh, damn. What's her name? The, the, Mimi. No, not Mimi. Uh, Kate. Jordan from Scrubs. That actress. She wasn't. She, they weren't yeah. familiar with improv. Everyone else in the cast was. So, Dietrich Bader, uh, Mimi. Uh, Ryan, uh-huh. Ryan Stiles, of course, did Who's Line in the UK. Drew Carey was like, we should bring UK, bring the Who's Line over here. So they did this improv show doing the Who's Line format for the ABC execs and oh, got man. them to sign off to do it for a summer season. So and it like, just took off. Great. Yeah. So I think I think I said at one point, like when I told my wife about this, because I was just it like blew my mind. I was like, if I had a time machine. I would go back to when they were filming the first few seasons of the Drew Carey show and go to the improv just to see that show because yes. that's what I want to see. Like that's, that would have been amazing. Like that's like, I am so aggravated that you can't legally get the Drew Carey show on DVD. You can't, you, you can only get the first season because of music copyright. Cause, it, Cause the Cleveland rocks thing, not just Cleveland rocks. It's the time warp. It's, shake your groove thing. They did so many musical numbers in that show that they didn't get the rights to it for home video release. So they, they just never, it was too expensive for Warner brothers to release it. They never have. That sucks. Yeah. They released the first season, which I own. Um, and then it would, it will air on like the broadcast channels that aren't like, like the one digit up, like, like we have ABC 27, it will air on like ABC 27.2. Like if you Ooh. have, if you have like the, uh, the antenna, like the digital yeah. antenna, it'll air on those channels. Cause my sister a few years ago was living in North Carolina. She sent me that she was watching the Drew, Drew Carey show. I was like, what the hell? Like, how are you watching oh, that's that? So cool. Um, and it made her think of me. Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, you can't legally get it. And it's just, that's it, a shame. It that's, is. That's what I didn't know. I need, I need that. You can get all of Who's Line, though, for free on the CW app. It's cool, but it's not Drew Carey show. We it's need not. to start a petition. We do. That's uh, just that's just tweet at Drew Carey until it happens. Oh, uh, we could do that. I was thinking those like online petitions where you get the signatures. No, we could do that, too. Oh, we're I think doing it. would be it. better just to tweet directly to the person. Yeah. Is it better? I don't know. Why, why not both? Tweet them the petition. Because if we do at least, what was it, 50,000 like, signatures or something, I think Trump has to address it. <laughs> and isn't that what we all really want? And you know what? I think you would be the person to do it. I really I think you'd be somebody that would actually speak on that. I Mimi Bobek so is one of the best visual characters <laughs> in the history of television. <laughs> <laughs> I relate when, strongly to Mimi. Winfred Louder, Buzzbeer, <laughs> Jaina. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. No, we should definitely oh, we should definitely get this going. So yeah, that'll, we should. That'll be Absolutely. a ha- that'll be a hashtag on the Instagram post, like save the Drew Carey show. Yes, good. We're doing it. Okay. All right. So moving on. Uh, so we have Goodwill Hunting Two hunting season. Oh my god! With cameos again with Ben Affleck reappearing as himself this time, which I really love the fact that they didn't address anything. They didn't say anything they didn't have the yeah. actors go oh he looks familiar they didn't do any of that they just were like yeah. okay ben affleck you need to play yourself now like well aren't people going to get confused no they're not going to get confused or just gonna put highlights in your hair to, because be, that's what's popular. to be honest the first time i watched this i got confused with the jason lee stuff because i don't think i had seen chasing amy so i didn't oh. know what was going on there like i was confused by that but that that was on me they make sense now but like the first time i watched this i was like i'm a little bit confused but okay whatever I think he's another guy. 
Ben Affleck even like kind of like I don't know he like moves different when he's not Ben Affleck like he like was a little bit more like slinky and a little bit more like yeah hey, Ben Affleck you yeah, explain yeah, the internet yeah when he, oh no I didn't have a hooker on set today like, <laughs> <laughs> I liked that one my fa- my favorite part of his cameo as himself is the oh geez Will I don't like the sound of that like he's just kind of doing a, an, a bad Adam Sandler impression <laughs> yeah. And it's fantastic. Like he's having so much fun in that, which makes me so happy that he's in reboot. Like they, oh, I'm they, so happy too. they went so long without talking to each other. And the fact that he shows up again, like playing the character who does the internet thing in this one, like he's holding yeah. again. So like, it's going to be a nice little sequel to chasing Amy. So I'm excited for that. Um, I, but yeah, just watching him in this just fills me with joy. Like well, that cameo. Part of it was too. I could tell that he was having fun playing himself because he didn't because he wasn't constrained by character. He could just do whatever he wanted because he yeah. knew that he was supposed to be playing like an exaggerated version of himself. So I love the fact how they put him in a like a Goodwill Hunting too is supposed to be like a, a bunch of actors pretending to be a bunch of like Ivy League students. So of course Ben Affleck decides I'm going to play a dummy and just plays a dummy. <laughs> just, I mean, to be fair, that was kind of his character in Goodwill Hunting. I've never seen that one. What? Ryan, have you seen it? I'm keeping my mouth shut on this one. Have you never no! seen it? I've never had any want to watch that movie. Oh my God. Well, shit. I know. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> For so, I don't uh, know what my aversion is to that. I don't know. But I've never had any need or want to watch the, Goodwill the, Hunting. The following joke goes out to all the audience members who have seen Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. No, I've seen that scene. You've seen that scene. I haven't even seen that scene. I don't know what that means. It's not your fault. And apparently, it's not someone's fault. It's not your the fault. The one thing I did like about this cameo is someone went, that's good, Will Hunting. That was, was like, funny. That I like that so much. The, the, the best part of that, the second best part for that cameo to me is just Gus Van, Stant, Zip Van Zant counting his money. Like, he can't even be bothered. Like, I told you I'm busy and he just keeps counting bills. <laughs> Matt Damon's pretty much playing himself. Like yeah. he doesn't really do much. Like the gun thing is just fantastic. <laughs> and Ryan oh, was, yeah. We were, we were watching this clip before we started the, uh, tried to start the podcast. We had so many technical issues at the beginning, but Ryan was pointing out how the uh, extra behind him is just like pulled on a wire to get out of the way when he shoots the gun. Oh, really? When Matt Damon shoots the gun and he shoots uh, the like preppy dude um, and he flies back into the wall, there's a, yeah. there's an extra wearing a red shirt. I think he's supposed to be a waitress. Yeah. And when he gets shot and you can tell the like wire behind him pulls him into the wall, it almost looks like there was a wire attached to her pulling her out of scene because she moves oh, so yeah. quickly. It was like the middle of her bat like it was like her the middle of her torso and her back moved first before the rest of her body did (laughs) and that just made it funnier for me oh i love it um okay so then we go to shannon doherty and the scream ripoff sequel thing that they're filming oh yeah with with ghost ghost face so she's returning from, from mall rats playing herself and gets gets a jab in at miramax which there's a lot Which of in good. this, like, he, like listening to the, the bits of his book that I did, like the, the yeah. line that Jason Lee has about 
uh, she's all lat at the beginning. It's like, oh, that's how yeah. Smith actually actually felt. Like that's fantastic. Um, and then Wes Craven plays himself, the director of Scream. Yeah, that was that's a cool cameo. Uh, and then we have the pie fucker. <laughs> I loved I loved that part where he was Same like, here. Oh, I tried to do other things and I just can't get away from that pie. Jason, like, B- I love that. Jason Biggs and Dawson from Dawson's Creek. And is it that Jason Biggs can't remember anything about the script? Like, oh, I'm playing Ray and this is silent. I don't know, Rob or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, they are in the reboot. Playing themselves again. Because their movie gets rebooted, so. Right. So they're they're, oh, they're, they're, so they're, they're the, the actors again. No, they they are like at the the Comic Con thing that they have for Plotman uh, and Chronic. Because awesome. I guess in the future, Plotman and Chronic becomes big enough to have their own Comic Con built around them called Chronic Con. <laughs> so, which honestly would make sense with when we'll get to the end of the film and how they like people reacted to it. But my favorite thing from that with the whole pie fucker thing is I really feel the way that he delivered those lines. I felt like there was some real anger (laughs) there because (laughs) there's a reason why a lot of older actors stay away from crap like that. And a lot of younger actors tend to take on those kind of roles because it's like, Oh cool. I'm like, you know, my first movie, I got to do this bit. It's going to be kind of funny, but yeah. And then you've got somebody who's like maybe 10 years older who's in Hollywood going, yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's um, I mean, I think he, he was self-aware enough at this point to like make fun of it. Cause he's even like, I was also a loser. Like no one ever talks about loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just dawned on me what the last act of this movie is. It's the, anim- is it? it's the Animaniacs. Oh yeah. It is it, the Animaniacs. It's just them running Absolutely. around on a movie studio. Like it's the Animaniacs. Like they're, that yeah. was my favorite morning cartoon. I love the Animaniacs. It's the best. I cannot wait for it to come back. Is it going to? Hulu picked it up. <gasps> Damn it, Hulu. It should, it should either be by the end of the year or early next year. Yep, I can't wait. They got all the cast back, too. Really? Yeah. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot weren't that busy. Oh, of course that's not. That's a shame. Pinky, though, like that, that was, he was, a, he was a get. Oh, was he a get? Yeah. It's pretty busy, I heard. He, uh, he finally answered the phone. He's like, Narf! Um, (laughs) okay so then we get to the blunt man and chronic set which the the blunt cave which was i lost my mind amazing i I lost it tell like one of did you guys know mark hamill was in this or no i had no idea (laughs) no i didn't but even before that one of like with me and my dad one of the first movies that like him and i had was the original Batman movie with Adam West. Like that was like our like movie when I was a kid and seeing that cave and how it was set up like the Adam West Batman cave just was amazing. Like when they walked in, I was like, this is perfect. I love this. This is, this is the Batcave to me. Like that's the Batcave. Like if I could have Michael Keaton as Batman and the Adam West Batcave, I would be in heaven. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm there. I'm with you. All right. So what did you guys think of Mark Hamill? He was doing the Joker. I mean I love him, but he was doing the Joker. He was doing the Joker with Mark Hamill thrown in there too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which was perfect. And his his costume, the fact that he was he the ball cracker? Uh oh shit. It was something like that. I know it's um something, something smasher, I thought. Oh, what the hell is it? <laughs> I'm screwing up the name now. Like, yeah, I, know it I know. It's, it's oh, something with shit. a big fist that he has. Yeah. Cockknocker. That's, <laughs> Cock That's it. That's it. I normally am not a fan of this kind of humor, but this was just too perfect. <laughs> like, and, and I love that it was Mark Hamill doing it. I think that's why I loved so much about it. Yeah. I love that the movie just pauses for a minute. Like, hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. 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 Applause now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Listening to Kevin Smith talk to Mark Hamill on a podcast is just fantastic because he's kind of fanboying. But at the same time, they're like Aww. they're like friends from doing stuff like this together. Yeah. Like they did this. They did the uh, John Favreau show Dinner for Five or Table for Five. Oh, have I, I, have, that. have I told you guys about this show? No. Yeah. It was a short-lived show on, I think it was Bravo. It's all on YouTube. It's John Favreau would get like five or six celebrities together for dinner and just film it. Like they'd go out to a restaurant. They all talk and like have a nice conversation over dinner. So the one Kevin Smith was on, it was John Favreau, Kevin Smith, Mark Hamill, JJ Abrams, and Stan Lee. Wow. That's geek night. Yeah, like that is like as oh, big a geek man. night as you can so get. So you have Mark Hamill talking about George Lucas's plans for Star Wars 7 and like J.J. Abrams just there taking notes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's <laughs> really th- cool. This is like 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. Highly, is- reco- highly recommend it on YouTube. This will be one of those things I send you when I'm editing the episode and like, oh yeah, we talked yeah. about this. Yeah, you'll have to because I want to see this. Yeah. yeah, same here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, if you like the chef show, you're gonna love this. Yeah, I'm gonna like that because I do like the chef show. That one's a good one. Um, so then we got Chris Rock. Yeah, that's right. Which that was hysterical, and I loved how they played on the personality of the, um, of like the uh, the pretend version of the one comic book writer from Chasing Amy. Oh yeah. Oh like yeah, the, that's like, right. Chris Rock was kind of channeling like that type of like persona to a point character. Yeah. But I lost it again when he was like, get a blue eyed blonde hair person to clean this up. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. (laughs) Oh man. Not not another white boy in this movie. Exactly. Um, And it was, it was Jamie Kennedy, right? He was bossing around. Why'd you have to bring up Jamie Kennedy? I was going to avoid Jamie Kennedy at all costs. Oh no. Why? He, he was a thing back then. I, I can tell you why. For, I'll, I'll give you four words why we're skipping Jamie Kennedy. Son of the Mask. Oh, yep. Yeah, there could, you go. But, yeah. just be, but just because of one film. What else has he done? Now, I've never Malibu's seen... Malibu's Most Wanted? Like, do you remember that? No. <laughs> oh, I do. I do not Oh, that was that. bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he, he was just... He's okay in small doses. Um, but yeah, he's in it. That's about all we can say. <laughs> he's yeah, there. He was, there. He was, he was a cameo. Um, um we missed one. Tra- Tracy Morgan. That's right. Tracy Morgan was in this. Uh, and having read his book a little bit, like it's nice seeing that him and Tracy Morgan worked together before the dark times. Like, <laughs> right. But like uh, also makes me respect his book makes me respect Tracy Morgan a lot more. It, it really does. I didn't re- I knew he was going through that stuff. I didn't realize how bad it was for him. When I he was know. Doing that. No, not with a foot thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, did you ever see 30 Rock? Yeah. 
Um, I'm a Jedi, that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, him. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else he was in that you would know. 30 um, Rock's the big one. Yeah, 30 Rock is the big one. He was in Who Dat Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull up his picture. <laughs> I'm bad. But apparently, so the story people. was when they were filming, what was it, Cop Out? Yeah. When they were filming Cop Out, um, Tracy Morgan was just oh so him happy. okay yeah yeah no no gotcha yeah. he was, he was like so that... happy to be on set with like grumpy Bruce Willis so like Tracy Morgan was trying to like lift everyone's spirits despite going through like a thing with diabetes so like he had like a hole in his foot and was still like giving his all to this movie that like Bruce Willis just did not care about yeah Tracy Morgan like had to get a kidney transplant like not long after he filmed Cop Out that's how bad wow. his diabetes was because he took a break from oh. Thirty Rock um, oh but yeah. Um, I will say reading Kevin Smith's book really makes me want to watch cop out. Yeah, me too. Me um, too. But yeah, Tracy Morgan's fantastic. He's like, he's had a rough career. Yeah. Like between the diabetes thing and Bruce Willis and the Walmart truck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, of course, Ugh. he buys a two million dollar car and gets yeah. in the wrong lane at an intersection and scrapes a, a Honda CR. Yeah, he bought like a Ducati and then like totaled it like right after he left the lot. He oh, didn't total no. it. No, he like he totaled like the he had to like he wrecked like the fender and had to get it replaced, which is like a million dollars to replace, which isn't which because it's a Bugatti, that's not totaling. That's just needing to replace the front bumper yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah, right. the body. Like for, for me, that's totaling. It's like, it's just like, I'm not even going anywhere near that car. That's way too much money for me. Like oh, and yeah. the funny part yeah. was it was a, it was a 10 year old Honda CRV. <laughs> it was a 10 oh. year old, like $3,000 car that made a million dollars worth of damage. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> All right. So then we have the cameos of everyone else who was in his VSQ movie coming out of the movie theater. So we have their opinion. Yeah. So we had Alyssa Jones, um, which I loved hers. I did too. Yeah. Hers was good. Uh, We had Dante and Randall showed up again talking about the movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We had hold it. No, we had Banky and the Black Panther guy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, You had Tell Him Steve Dave, which was a brief one, uh, who was uh, Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan from Comic Book Men. Oh, was it? Yeah. It's just them reprising their role from like Mall Rats. Because they're standing in line like, Tell Him Steve Dave, which is a podcast that they do, which I started listening to because, you know, I need another podcast to listen to. Oh, yeah. Um, Is it good? Yeah, it is. I only only listen to one episode. Mm -hmm. They do it with uh, Q from Impractical Jokers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Who I guess started started working for VSQ back in the day. Like that was his first that's cool. job. So so they're there. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I think that was it. I think it was. Uh, I mean, Will Ferrell showed back up. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to touch on, uh, you said about in the reboot, there's like the, there's like the, the, like, like the blunt con. Yeah. Or whatever. Chronicon. 
yeah the, i like the fact that they're doing that because i love the mixed reviews of people walking out of the theater because there were people that were like eh, and there's the people that really hated it and then other people who really loved it and i just i love that mix because it's really yeah. it's movies that tend not to have an overwhelming like hardcore fan base at first end up later on becoming like huge cult classics to where they're oh yeah to where they they go from like potential cult classics to just classics straight out of the gate and i i, I like how they did that i'm not sure it's how, what he meant to happen but i i think it is because i think he's reading his book he definitely makes it clear that he knows who he makes these movies for. Yeah. And I think he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to that. Like he knows that there's yeah. a, a small audience that will just come to see anything that he does and he doesn't need to spend the money on advertising. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think we're seeing that with the release of reboot, like the way he's doing it and taking it out on the road again and not really paying for that much promotion. I think because yeah, he knows he has that built in fan base. Like, yeah. He's got that. He, knows he doesn't real. Yeah, he's got that cult following. So yeah. I think it's definitely yeah. also a meta joke that he's doing that. Like you could have a Kevin Smith con and I pretty much went to that. Like seeing the people that show up when he's at the stash in New Jersey just to get his autograph is crazy. Like oh, just I'm how sure. many people show up. It's it's well, phenomenal. I remember back when I worked at uh, Target when I was still a Target and I mentioned that we were going to start doing these films like there were people coming out of the woodwork that I wouldn't even think would be Kevin Smith fans are going, Oh yeah, I love those movies. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a, it's his core following is massive. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's huge because like I said, yeah. there are people who I wouldn't think would like his films that were coming out of the woodwork and like talking to me about them. I really care to see what happens with reboot because I don't think it's yeah. going to, it's not going to be huge, but I think the, the core audience is there for it. Rewatching this just fills me with so much hope. Like, if this is as meta as it is, just hearing what he has said about reboot is going to be like this turned up to 11. That's all I want. Really? I, that's all I want. I like, think I'm he, already sold on reboot. I think at one, I think he said there's about 17 title cards at the end of this with cameos. We went through yes. most of them. He said it's more than double that for reboot. Wow. Which is impressive. Well, he's made so many friends in Hollywood since he made this. Yeah, one. and I think he he also was making the joke of everyone came to set to, just to say, "Glad you didn't die. You're welcome." But yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, so we have one more movie to cover in the View Skewerverse before reboot. You guys excited wow. for Clerks too? Yes. Yes, very much so. Okay. If. If this is where he's at now, I can't wait for more. Well, did you guys watch to the end credits of this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And there's something that I really wanted to talk about in Dogma, and I completely forgot about it. Okay. And we didn't. What was it? And at the ending of this, at the very, very end, after the credits, Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the fact that Alana Morissette was God, and I loved the way they betrayed her acting. Like, just the carefree, like, just acting weird and bubbly and everything is I like her music. I like Alanis Morissette and to he know that, that she, unironically. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. And the way that she portrayed God and the fact of who she was 
prior to dogma coming out and the fact that she would do that and then she came back and she did that end credit scene in this yeah i actually stood up off my couch and i said yes i could talk about this now because i forgot last time and i can bring this up now because <laughs> yeah. she's at the end of this one so she <laughs> closes the book on the viewers universe which in 2001 means okay that's the end of this but then a few years later clerks 2 comes out and we're back into it yeah. So it's the yeah. second chapter, and now we're rebooting it. So who knows what's going to happen? Because uh, I know he, I know he's tried to do uh, Mall Mall Brats and Clerks Three, but we're getting oh, reboot wow. reboot first. So we'll see what happens uh, from here. I think Mall Brats would be Mall Brats, not Mall Rats. Mall Brats. Mall Brats. He was going to do oh. a mini series where it was pretty much a Comic Con set at a mall that gets taken over by terrorists. He was going to film it in PA. Whoa. I was going to quit Walmart and go work on this film because it was like right after I got out of college. So I had my degree. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going out to Philly and working on this movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it fell through uh, because of, they couldn't, they couldn't sell it to anyone. No one would pick it up. So oh, that's hopefully shame. after these movies, they can, but it's okay. Yeah. Hopefully after this, he can get, just get more money and we'll see what happens, but that's yeah. all I've got on reboot or strikes back i love got, it i got, love the movie it was my favorite so far and just like i said before like each each time i'd watch one of these movies regardless if i liked it or not you could see that the production was getting better things were getting more polished even though this one didn't really have like a true storyline it was like a road trip film everything you, you you could tell that it was like okay he's got it he's finally like he he went from doing clerks to this film and every and you could tell things you know what what he learned throughout the way and it showed in each film and i feel like this was like that pinnacle like yeah this is like this is the film that i feel that like hollywood studio execs would would watch and go okay we can trust him with anything we give him now because he's yep. got it it's I think, more mainstream I, like, yes. I think alan said that earlier it's more yeah. mainstream of a movie this is the first one that I remember seeing commercials for, like in 2001. Oh. I don't know what I was watching that I was getting commercials for this when I was 10. But I'm happy you did, though. <laughs> it, was, it was probably like The Simpsons on Fox, like just getting commercials for this. Can I yeah. also say that She's All That by Miramax is like the only movie out of that genre and time period that I actually still like? <laughs> do you? <laughs> yes, I do. Is it, is, it, is it the tampons up the nose? Is that the part you like? that part's hysterical like that's a real funny part that that is the standout moment in that movie for me yeah. how have you both seen she's all that but not seen goodwill hunting like i said yeah, i've i don't know Devin, i i can't answer for but for me <laughs> i've kind of had an, what happened with what happened to and i cannot remember i I'm having a bad Robin night. Williams. No, not Robin Williams. Man the other comedic actor that's not even in that movie. Um, oh, the Truman Show. Drew Carey, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Drew With Carey. what happened to Jim Carrey when it came from him doing comedy to doing doing more like that, yeah, you know, like serious acting, and then I saw Robin Williams was like doing the same thing. I got really turned off by really good comedians wanting to do straight parts got it and because i got turned off on that through jim i completely was like you know i i'm i'm sure i am 
I'm sure this is a good movie. It has to be a good movie because of what happened to Matt Damon and uh, and Affleck and everything people said and the whole mm-hmm. Greenlight project. I it's a good movie. I'm not going to discredit that. I haven't seen it to, to say otherwise, but I've had no interest in seeing it, and it's because of that aversion. Okay, I want to watch it so bad. I'm going to tell you something that I hope changes your mind on this. So Jim Carrey, stand-up comedian, did stand-up did in living color made it big in movies. Yeah. That's the trajectory of his career. Yeah. Robin Williams went to Juilliard. (laughs) Like he was an, a serious actor before he was a comedian that I did know he went to Juilliard. Yeah. He was roommate to Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Um, I think, Oh God, I really want to do that next. What? Here. Goodwill hunting. I would do it. We, I will do it. We'll save it for, we'll save it for award season. Yeah. We, We will add that to the list. Yeah. I say, Good. I want to do it, but I think we have more important movies to do before that one. Would you would you Tune describe in. them as breathtaking, Ryan? What? Would you describe them more important movies as breathtaking? I know you're trying to reference something, but I'm drawing a blank. Oh what? no, it's a meme because Keanu Reeves did that. Is oh. that he was on stage. He was on stage at E3, and he was like, "You are breathtaking." No, oh, it's like a meme. I completely missed that E3 thing. Oh, I never watched nerd, the videos so to those. I never watch the videos for those. I just wait for all of the trailers to get in my news feed and everything. And then just like wait for the memes to kind of trickle yeah, out. Yeah, like that's, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Anything else we want to cover before we sign off? I think I'm good. I, I love this movie. I don't I'm need good. to watch it again. Like I'm, I'm sure at some point I'll think of something, but it, at, at this point I saw the movie five hours ago and most of it's a blur. So all I know is that I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, it's a blur because I enjoyed it. That's okay. the thing. I enjoyed the <laughs> film. I was laughing a lot internally and externally. And because of that, it was it was just one joke after another. And there was a lot to process. Like everything from I, I loved the jokes about how like sexualized things were and how they went from having everything like really hyped up and then everything really subdued. I, um, I loved the jokes with the cops, with him being a federal uh, wildlife marshal and how he couldn't get into the FBI. Like there's a ton of stuff in this film that I loved. Yeah. Just, I saw it five hours ago and it's yeah, we, all we're swirling still around. Still recovering from a three day weekend. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I've actually told you what Jay and Silent Bob reboot is about. Have no. I? No. Okay. So Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is about these guys going across the country to stop them making the movie about them, the characters based on them. Jay and Silent mm-hmm. Bob Reboot is about them going across the country to stop them from making the reboot of the, the characters that they made the movie about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh, good. good. I, so I like that. that being said, you excited for Reboot? No, yeah. Just based on that? Oh, I can't wait. There, there's a li- little bit more to it that they that he held on to until Comic-Con. So go, you can I go ahead. No, I, I want to be surprised. If you wanted to watch the trailer now, you can. No, no, no. I know. And, okay. and I want to, nothing's been stopping me except for time. That's okay. it. Just time and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got for Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. For you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. Snooch to the nooch. My jungle love. Oh my god, I love that